You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. And thank you again, Camp Kobiak oh, yes. and the Great Lakes Youth Conference. Good what a great week. week. Great questions. Good week. Great questions. Yeah, I loved it. Um, tremendous, tremendous uh, response at the camp. I'm just thrilled at what the Lord did there. And so glad that uh, you were there, got to spend some time. Yes. How's the back feeling? How's your back? Oh, it was good by Saturday. Oh, good. And so each good. each good. week since then, I've just re-injured it a little bit, tweaked it a little bit, and yeah. have to take yeah. some more more ibuprofen yeah. for the for the uh, swelling or inflammation <laughs> and some uh, what is it Tylenol for the pain. So Tylenol, yeah. So I go, go I go three hey, four days and then you. Let me say a very belated Happy Independence Day to you and Happy Canada Day to all of yes. our Canadian listeners. Because of camp, we kind of got interrupted in that. Yep. So yep. Good celebrations. Good celebrations. Uh, I was in Calgary, Alberta. I was preaching outside in a tent. The wind really picked up. Uh, the, we almost lost the tent and then found out there was a tornado about 25 miles away. Wow. <laughs> Devastating tornado. So I, when I preach, I really preach. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate good times, yeah. even so come yeah. more Jesus. That's oh, wait, right. It's, it's hey, something like that. I, that's right. I have some shout-outs from, uh, from Calgary, awesome. some young people there that listen. Uh, Abigail Martinet said, I can't have a good day without Tim Talks. Oh, she said awesome. that. I said, can I quote you? Yeah, she goes, quote me on that. That's good. So she's a faithful listener. She said, I have listened to every single episode. Awesome. So you win the Abigail, Tim Talk Award. You need yeah, to get a life. Abigail Martinet. <laughs> yeah, wow, what a loser. <laughs> Abigail is uh, just finishing up her... Um, what's that called? Like a beautician, uh, cosmetology, school. cosmetology, yeah. yeah, barbering. Awesome. Yeah. So she does that. So if you are in need of a good haircut in Calgary, Alberta, you get hold of Abigail Martinet, and uh, she will take care of you. So very good. Then also, um, the uh, Friesens, uh, Pastor Friesen, oh uh, is yes, the of the church yes, here. yes. Um, his kids are awesome, and Levi, Levi. And Abigail, especially, they they kind of they kind of took to me a little bit. All the kids did, but I want to say a shout out to all the freezing kids, Amen. All the guys and the two beautiful girls they have, and then Kyle Wilson is a young man at the church there, and uh, Kyle is a new listener to wow. Tim Talks, and Kyle had a great idea. You know, I've often mentioned that when I'm witnessing and talking to people, I always talk about is there something missing. And on the general Romans that we're using right now in New Brunswick and Quebec, the thought is, is there something missing right on the cover? And he said, hey, what about this thought? Is there someone missing? Hmm. And I thought, well, that's really good. That's mm-hmm. really good. I thought, I'm, I'm going to use that. There you so go. Kyle has a brand new I'm writing that show down. to you. Yeah. And then this one, this is uh, this is from a while ago, but I came across it in the email, and they didn't really look for a shout out, but uh, Gene and Linda Dosick in Salina, Ohio. 
have been long, long time friends yes. of mine. Gene was a police officer for years and uh, just great people. And so I was able to see them uh, not too long ago, and they said, hey, we started listening. We love it. So to the Dosics, thank awesome. you. God bless you. That's good. And then uh, the last bit of business that we have is uh, the opening music and the break contest for uh, for our 1,000th episode. Yep. Um, we need to get those in. I've got I've got one in, and it is fantastic. Awesome. Um, yeah, really good. Um, uh, Pastor Allen's son out in um, uh, Vernon, British Columbia. His son uh, sent one in, and uh, it's really good. So he's got the music. And then uh, he did a little thing that goes like Tim Talks, Tim Talks, Tim Talks, just for a little break. So that's kind of cool. So if you can do something like that, that's it. That's it. So send yours in Wise today. Guy, eh? <laughs> Wise guy. Look at the plane. Look at the plane. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what it is. So uh, get that in. And um, you can take a shot of being the new opening music. And Awesome. The, uh, and some people's off to roll the jingle, credits, you know, a little jingle. Yeah, a little jingle. You can do that. A little there fun jingle. So we'll, we'll use whatever you got, but we'll have a contest, and the winner will be the new opening. It's and coming soon. Tim Talks. Well, it is. Come fast. A thousand isn't that soon, but but still, it's coming. Well, It'll be here before you. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got to get on it. And, and with you and I, if we don't start now, we'll never get it done. So. <laughs> Oh man, what what a month this has been! Oh my goodness, man! I, I hate to admit this. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it to our listeners. I did not wake up this morning till 9:30 a.m. I was beat, man. Whew. I got in um, as we record this. This is Wednesday. I got in Tuesday morning at 5:30 in the morning. Oh my goodness! The red eye. And uh, I just really hadn't caught up, and and it was from the west, and so that was. You know, that time Jet change leg. throws you off. It was, yeah, a little bit. And I got home, and, and I had to make up some days to Ruthie. So we spent the day out and had a great time. It was awesome. But, man, I was beat. So I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go, and I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling good because, well, no, we won't go there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't look so good. <laughs> At least I can sit up straight without taking a handful of drugs. <laughs> I can do. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Let's get into our topic for this week. Yes. So I have had uh, a number of preachers. I would say in the last six months, I've probably had six, seven preachers who have talked to me about this topic. And I can I can speak a little bit as an authority because I've had it happen. Pastors who have had people... Who have gotten close to them and by close I mean you know came by the house their families did things together they went out to eat together they became they became just a little bit closer than the average church member mm -hmm. and really had some common interests maybe had the same number of kids kids the same age and then those people turned on the pastor and caused some hurt within the church, maybe some division. I, I had that happen. And so I'm going to speak to myself. I'm not going to speak to others, but I can speak to myself where I had that happen. And I learned some very difficult lessons. It was it was a devastating time for me. And I think anybody that's had that happen to them, it was devastating. And I thought maybe we could look at this week at maybe why that happens, 
what to do if it does happen and lessons learned from when that happens. Some of those things, I don't, I really don't have a set course for that, but some of those ideas. And I know that having been a pastor's kid, you, you may have experienced that in, in your life when your dad was pastoring. I'm sure you probably did. Um, and then one thing that was hard for me was I could, I remember in Bible college, my pastor said to me, when you pastor, keep your people at arm's length, keep them at arm's length. And I didn't understand what that meant. I And I thought, I can't do that. I'm a people person. I love people. I love being around people. I want to have intimate fellowship with people where they come to my home and we play games. I want to do that. But his his instruction was, you know, be careful of that. Keep them arm's length. And so I now know what that means. But I think there are a lot of pastors. I think there are a lot of church people that don't understand what that means and what, that can, what can that uh, become if that's not done so let's talk about that this week sounds awesome give me your first thoughts on that all right i have a few so i'm going to try to stay i try to keep on track without getting too too widespread okay so knowing your pastor uh, i think there's a little bit of understanding people's personality for some people keeping people at arm's length is no problem for them because they have a hard time opening up to people anyway. Right. And so whether it was the old-time Canadian thing or whether it was just the old-time thing or whether it was a personality kind of a thing, uh, you know, maybe a conglomeration of a whole bunch of that all intertwined together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think some people are good at that. Some people, they do it naturally. And so uh, it has worked for them, and so what has worked for them, they feel like they that it should work for everybody. But that's not your personality. One of the one of the no. strengths that you and some of my other friends have is being inclusionary. You know that yeah. you you it it is an unusual thing. To be a Barnabas, to come alongside, to open up your heart, to welcome people, um, you know, just with without hesitation. And so, you know, that's that's some of the things that I see just initially is personality. Yours is so different. And I love goofing off. I love joking. I love, you know, wisecracking, all those things. But my personality is a little bit more introverted or examining or, you know, watchfulness or so. Mm-hmm. So it 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 is a all of our strengths are weaknesses, too, because if we right. rely on just us and not the Holy Spirit of God, then no matter what our strength is becomes a weakness because we take it to excess. Right. And I would say that both of us have a very serious side as well. And we both love to goof off, but when we need to get serious, we get serious. We never like to use that side of us. I don't like to see that side of us um, because that's not... But it's there in our dedication to the Lord. Absolutely. And 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 it's there because we don't want to, to, you know, seem... um, you know, pharisaical or pseudo-spiritual, 
you know, it, it, it we're concerned about having airs and, you know, acting like something that we're not. And so that that's that's but it's there. It's very mm-hmm. serious with both of us. Yes, yes. And, and you have to have that. If you're going to be in leadership, you have to have that. And sometimes that's hard for people. And, and maybe that's sometimes part of the root of the cause. Um, when you do have to get serious with people, especially people that you have joked around with and people that you have had fun with, when you have to finally say, hey, I'm not kidding around now. This is serious. You can't do that. Then sometimes they don't understand and they get upset or they take that in a wrong fashion. And then they become very defensive and then can maybe turn that. So I think, yeah, that, that could be part of the problem. And you're right about my pastor, Dr. Strachan. Um, he could have a great time, but he, oh, yes. most times he was very serious. Yes. And he was very hard line. And um, I mean, he, I went to his home when I was a kid. I was friends with Harry Jr., um, Dr. Harry Strachan Jr. Um, I went to his home like three times in my life of yes. being a member of the church. Yes. And he, and I said, and I you said, two do you were guys good friends? ever have, we're good friends. Yes. And I said, do you get, do you ever have people over here? And he said, yeah, you're like the third person. <laughs> I just didn't have, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people in. And that was just his, that was his fortress. And he kept that for himself. Sanctuary. I've had, <laughs> I mean, truly, you know, yeah. I can see I've him. had, I've had, hundreds and hundreds yes, and hundreds have. of people in our home right and you and you as well you've had people over and um we like have my life why why life i'm tongue twisted my wife loves entertaining yes she longs to entertain and she she misses entertaining that's one of the hardships of not pastoring for us she misses bringing people into the house mm-hmm. and looking after them so that was you know that was something too she wanted to have a family that we could have over every Friday night and play games with and hang out. And, you know, I, we just couldn't do that, but boy, she wanted it. And so we, we might not have done that, but we sure had a lot of people in and spent a lot of time with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and some of those people eventually turned on us and caused us great, great hurt. And I think that was the, that was the hardship. Yeah. So, when I was growing up as a pastor's kid, I had seen different instances of people turning on my dad. And, uh, you know, I thought of this, I thought of this psalm I wanted to read here just very quickly, a couple of verses, you know, about, about the psalm here. In Psalm 55, Whenever uh, David said, Wickedness is in the midst thereof, deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me, then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance, we took sweet counsel together and walked yeah. into the house of God in company. Right. And so, exactly. you know, we're not alone. It's been a, it's been something that has happened through the scriptures where sure. people would, you know, turn on one another. And of course, um, you know, if it was David talking about Ahithophel, in all honesty, Ahithophel could have written that too. 
about David because that yes. was his uh, granddaughter-in-law. Yes, and yes. and that Bathsheba was, and so yes. you know, although uh, Ahithophel allowed, you know, he's a perfect example of Hebrews, uh, where you know he got that root of bitterness in him, mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. willing and happy for you know David to uh, be killed, and he took that counsel and and sort of led the charge of of wisdom. Yeah in yeah. in uh, overthrowing David and the problem is even with all of uh, his warts and and pimples David was still the anointed of God just like Saul was and, yeah. and so David yeah. had great respect for God and therefore um, you know was not going to lift up his hand against Saul and um, Ahithophel did not have the respect for God that he should have. And so he mm-hmm. took great opportunities. And so I have seen in in our family things that have happened to my dad. And it was like, okay. And, and what that does, it sort of warps you or changes yes. you or jade, yes. gives you, makes you a little jaded. Uh, right. You know, I would like to, you know, pretty it up and, and put a little... Uh, you know, cosmetic powder on it and say, oh, it makes you wiser. But uh, I don't know if it's all God's wisdom as much as it's uh, you don't want to get burned again. And so you you look at things oftentimes, okay, how can this hurt me? How How can this destroy what we're doing? Is it worth it? And that's not a way that we want to be, but unfortunately we can get to that point. Yeah, and I will tell you that I did, and my family did, um, my wife especially, my kids. And when people attack, sadly, and I don't know if this happened with you, but they attack the children and or include the children in that. And, man, that is so unfair. And you do. You, you want to protect your family, and so you do. And, and we withdrew for a while, um, quite a while. We just thought we're not having anybody over. We're not, we're not going out to eat with other people. We're just going to be our family, and we'll love people at church, and we'll fellowship at church, but we're not bringing people beyond the doors of our house. And we did heal. that for a very long time. You, you do. Heal. You do. And, and you, have to, you have to assess what went wrong. What did I do wrong? Did, do I have part in this? And I did. I did some things. I didn't guard myself in maybe what I said or what I did. I didn't do anything wrong. There wasn't any sin, but... I would just maybe be more um, open. I'd be more revealing mm-hmm. of things in my life and my family, and and less maybe guarded. things like less guarded. People would maybe say, "Oh, you know, so and so in the church," and the, and I didn't realize that they were prying to find out yes. more. Yes. And I would say, oh, yeah, they're just going through a tough time. Let's pray for them, you know. And, well, what is it? What's going on? Is it their kids? No, it's not their kids. It, it, it must be their marriage. And I said, well, they're just having a tough time. Then, then they tell people things like, oh, yeah, pastor discussed that with me. Yeah, I know all about it. He told me all about it. No, I didn't. Right. I didn't say a thing. But people knew that they were in my presence, that maybe they had been in my presence more often than others. And so they start putting things together. And it's kind of like, you know, when people... Um, in the news will take, or I've, I've even had a friend this happened to, they were a part of a meeting, and so they had a picture of them in the meeting, and then something went awry in that meeting, and they put the picture in the thing, thing that went awry in the meeting and said, oh, yeah, well, he was part of that. 
well, no, he wasn't. Right. And that's, you know, that was unfair to do that. So that kind of what happened. So yeah, you do, you get guarded. And I think the lesson to be learned is I don't want to, I don't want to be like my pastor and have nobody. Right. But at the same time, I'm very careful now who, what, where, when, and why. Very careful. And that's the lesson I learned. Yeah. Well, I think that we could probably go into some of that stuff, you know, even a little bit more on another podcast of, of yeah. you know, what what that all involves and just, uh, you know, it, it's just being human, being, um, you know, uh, just an ordinary person. And the problem is we're not always at every single moment spirit filled. And so yeah. uh, the flesh gets control or we let up and you know wander into those areas and then when somebody is looking and seeking for information or you know uh ammunition as it were um we provide it it may not be nearly the way that they want to talk about it but uh you know the way that they want to reveal it but you know, it's not nearly as as bizarre or sordid as the way that they want to you know repeat it. But you know, th- that is something that we just have to sort of you know be be careful of and be aware of. Yeah, I th- I think uh, maybe Wednesday I'd like to discuss to your family as a pastor. You may be guarded, but what about your family? Are your kids and your wife? Are they? as guarded, you know, ways that they can right. watch for things because people will come in through the back door trying to get information or yep. try to gain advantage that way. So maybe we can look at some of those things as well. Yep. Wow, good. This is a sad topic, but it's, I think, one that we really have to discuss, especially today. Like I say, I've talked to a number of preachers who have had instance of this in their lives, uh, both past and present, and it's it's tough. It's a tough one for sure. So. Be praying for one another. Be praying. And if you're Amen. a church member, understand that this happens. Um, maybe maybe we can even look at that from the church member's perspective. When these things happen, who do you side with? What do you, you know, do you take a side? What what do you do when this happens? Some of those things. Till then, I am Al Stone. I'm home for a couple of days. Amen. Enjoying my family again. Man, I love it. And uh summer's gonna wind down here a little bit, but uh till then things are going fantastic. Brother Dan, I've said it before. I can't tell you the the, the meetings that I've had have just been spirit filled. I've Amen. seen the Holy Spirit do some incredible things. Amen. Man, it's been awesome, awesome, awesome time for me and for the Canadian Gospel Project. For, remember, uh, folks, we're trying to match one hundred eighty-six thousand dollars U.S., two hundred fifty thousand dollars Canadian, and we could sure use your help. We we're doing well. I'm going to get the total this week, and I'll get that out to you. But um, man, we're getting such good results from the mailings in New Brunswick and Quebec already. Amen. And I want you to continue to pray about that with us. I'd sure appreciate it. I'm Al Stone. Amen. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we've certainly been praying for some great decisions uh, that have made it through the House and working on the Senate side or vice versa uh, with some good laws and prayerfully they won't uh, get the teeth pulled out of them before they get put in, put, put into place. So uh, thank you so much for your prayers. Let's uh, keep serving the Lord. Hey, this is Tim Toxin. We'll look forward to you being back with us on Wednesday. Thank you to all those who've just begun listening. And for our faithful listeners, we sure appreciate you very much. Spread the word. Tim Talks. It is the place to be. God bless you. Have a great day.
You've been listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.